48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Travellers welcome the decision to scrap hotel quarantine, but an industry body warns it won't revive inbound tourism. The trial of Cardinal Joseph Zen and five other people over their role in a now-defunct fund begins at the West Kowloon Court. Russian police clash with protesters angry at Moscow's mobilisation of hundreds of thousands more Russians to fight in Ukraine. And Giorgio Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy, prepares to become Italy's first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. The Travel Industry Council says the scrapping of the hotel quarantine will be a boon for locals hoping to travel overseas, but won't do much to draw in overseas travellers, noting there's a limited number of flights because of the pandemic. The council's executive director, Fanny Young, says it's still difficult for Hong Kong to compete with other destinations that have no travel restrictions. She also said outgoing flights for Hong Kongers hoping to travel overseas will stay tight for the rest of the year. I, I think for the coming few months, uh, I should say up to December, all right, up to the Christmas peak, we, we expect at least that we'll have around 40 to 50 percent uh, of the growth. Uh, I mean, in compared with uh, the last two months. But, but again, I think the, the base is still small, so the absolute number may not be that huge, but the percentage will be, will be, will be a lot. And, and also because, you know, for the travel agency and now a lot of uh, I mean, travellers, uh, they are booking online direct. So uh, business go to travel agency will also have a discount there. Ms Young said social distancing restrictions within Hong Kong would also deter people from visiting. So for the inbound business, maybe there's slight uh, incremental on the essential travel, which we mean the important business trips or visiting friends and relatives. So we don't expect any other uh, significant growth in leisure sector. Because, uh, you, you know, now visitors have a choice, and around the world there's a lot of uh, uh, cities, countries, they open up uh, totally. So um, I, I just don't think they would select Hong Kong as a destination if they're not allowed to get into restaurants, bars, theme parks, museums, exactly. People arriving at the airport this morning told RTHK they were relieved they no longer needed to undergo a three-day quarantine at a designated hotel. I'm glad that they cancelled quarantine hotel mm. now that it's zero plus three. And I think uh, everyone would just go out and travel more. I originally would come back on 24th, but then I extended my stay just so that I don't need to do quarantine. It was um, the moment that I arrived in Singapore when I knew that we've turned to zero plus three. It kind of saved me a lot of time because I have to work as well. Pretty certain that I would have to quarantine for at least three days. But at that time I was thinking three days is still better than seven days. But obviously zero is better than everything. The trial of Cardinal Joseph Zen and five other people over their role in a now-defunct fund set up to pay the legal and medical fees of anti-government protesters has begun at the West Kowloon Court. Cardinal Zen, former legislators Margaret Ng and Sid Ho, counterpop singer Denise Ho, cultural studies scholar Hoi Paul Kung and Sir Ching Wai have pleaded not guilty to the offences. They're accused of failing to register the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund with authorities. Defence lawyers have raised a number of arguments, namely the exact date that the alleged society was founded, as well as over some evidence obtained under the national security law. Prosecutors say it would take about two days to present their case. Turning overseas, projected results in Italy's general elections show victory for a coalition led by the far-right party Brothers of Italy. The right-wing alliance is set to take 43% of the votes, with Giorgia Maloney set to become Italy's first female prime minister. Hit from Rome, here's the BBC's Mark Lowen. 
Now, the words political earthquake are often used and probably overused, but really it feels apt for tonight because this is a country that now looks like not only has it elected its first ever female prime minister, but its first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. And now it looks like Giorgia Meloni, whose party has its roots in neo-fascism, but she says that her party has consigned that political creed to history. Well, it looks like she has won this election and won very decisively. Ms Meloni promised to govern for all Italians. Italy has chosen us. We will not betray Italy. We've never betrayed our homeland, and therefore it is important to understand that if we are called to govern this nation, we will do so on everyone's behalf. We will do it for all Italians, with the clear objective of uniting this people. The biggest group in the centre-left alliance, the Democratic Party, has accepted defeat. Russian police have arrested at least 100 people after clashes with protesters in Mahajkala, the capital of the Dagestan region. Demonstrators were angry at Moscow's mobilisation of hundreds of thousands more Russians to fight in Ukraine. Police used truncheons and stun guns. The mainly Muslim region is thought to have suffered more casualties in the conflict in Ukraine than any other Russian province. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky said these protests marked a change in Russia. We see that people, especially in Dagestan, have begun to fight for their lives. We see that they're beginning to understand that this is a life issue. Why should their husbands, brothers or sons die in this war? In a war that one man wants, in a war against our people, on our soil. He's not sending his children to this war. Because if you come to take our children's lives, I tell you this as a father, will not let you leave alive. A new report by the Black Equity Organisation suggests that a majority of black people in the UK have faced discrimination in public services because of their ethnicity. The BBC's Adina Campbell reports. Almost two-thirds of black people said they or someone else close to them had experienced stop and search or wrongful arrest one of the main findings in the research by the Black Equity Organisation, which launched earlier this year to address systemic racism in the UK. In the jobs market, the reports found ethnicity was also a factor, with two-thirds of black people saying they'd been passed over for promotion or employment. The government says it's committed to achieving fairness and equality of opportunity for all, whatever people's ethnicity or socio-economic background. Cubans have been voting in a referendum on whether to legalise same-sex marriage, the BBC's Will Grant reports. Among the first to vote was the Cuban president, Miguel Díaz-Canel, and his wife over a broad package of measures called the country's family code. Most significant among the steps would be the legalisation of same-sex marriage and civil unions on the island, as well as permitting gay couples to adopt. My expectation is that most of the population will vote yes, said President Díaz-Canel. But either way, he added, the popular debate that has been generated has contributed to our society. Nevertheless, there is also significant opposition to the step, particularly as evangelical churches on the island grow in influence. Peru has declared a 90-day state of emergency in two areas of the Amazon forest damaged after crude oil leaked from a pipeline earlier this month. The announcement comes nine days after the incident was reported. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. 
The Ministry of Environment said the measure would give the authorities more powers to clean up the region and protect the six indigenous communities affected. The authorities in Peru say two and a half thousand barrels of oil leaked into the Cuninico River in the northeast of Peru. The damaged pipeline was built four decades ago to take oil produced in Peru's Amazon region to the coast, some 800 kilometers away. Indigenous leaders and environmental groups have accused successive Peruvian governments of negligence. The Kenyan president, William Ruto, says he's open to buying fuel from Russia. Several countries have refused to engage with Moscow because of the Ukraine conflict, but Mr. Ruto said nothing was off the table. All options are available to us as a country. All options. It is no longer possible to do business in isolation of the rest of the globe. Kenya faces a deepening economic crisis, sending the price of food and fuel soaring. Reports from South Korea say the first freight train in five months has crossed the border between China and North Korea. Train crossings were suspended in April after North Korea reported its first outbreak of COVID-19. Last month, the North's leader, Kim Jong-un, declared victory over the coronavirus and called for anti-epidemic measures to be lifted. And the South Korean government says it will buy nearly half a million tonnes of rice this year from the country's farmers to stabilise prices. South Korea has grown too much rice for several years because consumption habits have changed. And five people have been killed and after being swept away in flash floods on the main Philippine island of Luzon. The flooding was the result of heavy rain from super typhoon Noru, whose rapid intensification caught forecasters by surprise. Noru is the strongest storm to hit the Philippines this year, bringing wind gusts of more than 250 kilometres an hour. Canada's Emergency Preparedness Minister Bill Blair has said it will take several months to restore some of the damage inflicted by tropical storm Fiona. The storm lashed Canada's Atlantic coast at the weekend, bringing with it winds of up to 170 kilometres an hour. Finance now and the British pound hit a record low against the US dollar after the UK government unveiled a huge tax-cutting budget. The sell-off came as most equity markets across Asia resumed their falls because of growing concerns that a wave of rate rises will lead to deep recessions. The pound fell below one US dollar and 10 cents for the first time since 1985 as new finance minister Kwasi Kwarteng announced his controversial mini-budget before hitting an all-time low of 1.0350 in Asian trade. It also fell to a two-year low against the euro, which is under pressure against the dollar, dipping to 2002 levels. Sport, and we start with football. The Netherlands and Croatia completed their World Cup warm-ups in style by advancing in the UEFA Nations League. Virgil van Dijk scored the only goal of the game as the Netherlands beat Belgium to finish top of their group and qualify for next year's finals. Croatia also won the group after beating Austria 3-1 in Vienna. World champions France were beaten 2-0 by Denmark and Poland edged Wales 1-0. Wales have been relegated to the second tier from next season. The shock of the day happened in Group C1, where the Faroe Islands, with a population of 48,000, beat Turkey 2-1. England will play, play their final match before the World Cup when they take on Germany in a Nations League match at Wembley tonight. England were relegated to the second tier of the Nations League after losing 1-0 to Italy on Friday. The three Lions have gone five games without a win for the first time since 2014. Manager Gareth Southgate says there's no need to panic. I'm now... Sadly, in my 50s, um, I've been in football 30 years. I've been to 12 tournaments, whether that's working with these chaps or scouting seven as a, or this will be my seventh as a player or a coach. So I've seen pretty much everything. I've seen the cycle of war with the media. I've seen uh, absolute loving. 
um, we're somewhere in the middle of that or maybe not quite in the middle so that's um, fascinating to observe from from my side and it's a life experience that I knew at some point would probably come with this job so I have to accept that um, I, I didn't ever get too carried away by what happened before and um, I'm not too down about what's happening now. Surya Kumar Yadav's rapid half-century led India's cricket to a 2-1 T20 series win over Australia. The BBC's Paul Serres has details. India beat Australia by six wickets in the third and final T20 to clinch their series 2-1 earlier on Sunday. Cameron Green hit 52 off 21 balls and Tim David made 54 as Australia managed 186 for seven after being put in to bat. India chased down the target with one ball to spare thanks to Surya Kumar Yadav 69 off 36 and Virat Kohli 63 off 48. Pakistan beat England by three runs in a thrilling T20 match in Karachi to level their seven-match series at two games apiece. Pakistan made 166 from, for four from their 20 overs. Mohamed Rizwan top scored with 88. England were then 163 all out, falling short by just three runs in a dramatic final over. The series moves to Lahore for the final three games. And the two-time Olympic champion Eliud Kipchoge smashed his own marathon record by 30 world record by 30 seconds in berlin the 37 year old kenyan crossed the line in two hours one minute nine seconds to beat his previous best set four years ago on the same course the bbc's michelle katami says the result came as no surprise Eliud Kipchoge is always gracious when it comes to war records. You know, rarely does he declare, I am going to, I'm going to break the war record. Mm -hmm. And I remember a week ago, I asked him, is the 201.39 war record under threat in Berlin? And his response is, I do not call war records or personal best, but I'm going to run a good race. If it is a personal best or a war record, I will celebrate. But obviously he knew he was feeling really good and he was in really great shape. And the moment they went off, we knew that there was a war record in the office. So it's not so much of a surprise because he had an option to go to New York Marathon. And the fact that he chose Berlin, then obviously he knew his body has got everything that is ready for another war record. To the NFL and Aaron Rodgers scored his only second, only his second career victory over Tom Brady as the Green Bay Packers squeezed past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12. The Miami Dolphins defense ground out a 21-19 win over the Buffalo Bills. In other games, the Kansas City Chiefs lost 2017 on the road to the Indianapolis Colts. The Baltimore Ravens beat the New England Patriots 37-26. And the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington Commanders 24-8. On to the weather for today. It'll be mainly fine, hot and dry this afternoon with moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, it'll be windy with a few showers tomorrow and on Wednesday. Currently at the observatory, it's 33 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 56%. The very hot weather warning is in effect. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Sheesh! Mm. <laughs> Girl, I'm about to have a panic attack. I did the work, it didn't work. It hurts, that damn it hurts. That lovey dovey shit was not a fan of it. I'm good with my friends. I don't want a man, girl. I'm in my bed. I'm way too fine to be here alone. On the other hand, I know my worth. And now he calling me. Why do I feel like this? What happened to me? Oh, oh, oh. Am I ready? Ain't 
Three and two be love. Good afternoon. Beautiful Monday, 18 minutes past one o'clock. It is the brew here on Radio 3. Five or so minutes from now, we're off to Ho Chi Minh City to catch up with our man Neil Runciman. He will also be on Facebook Live if you want to say hi or whatever. Right now is the Pet Shop Boys. Thank you, Lev. 